Hey, Susan Lanier Graham here with Wander with Wonder. I have spent the past 20 years or so traveling, looking for what I like to call wow moments. Whether it's around the world or across the street, there is magic and wonder everywhere. So come along and let me tell you some wonder stories. Welcome back to Wander Stories. It is a beautiful fall day here in the Dallas, Texas area, and it really makes me stop and think about how very lucky I've been with my travels. As I've discovered all of these amazing wild moments, I've learned some really interesting things about life. So today, I want to share with you 10 simple truths I learned from travel. Number one, children are the mirror of our world. How a nation's children live shows so much, and a country's circumstances can often be seen in the eyes of the tiniest members of that country's society. When I first started to travel, I thought that children were the same around the world, and in some ways that is still true. But over the years, I've discovered that the details in how children behave Tell me so much about a society. I sat watching a group of young girls play on the steps of a 2,000-year-old temple in Chiang Mai, Thailand, a few years ago. They were in full regional dress, about to perform for the tourists. Before the performance, I watched these girls laughing and playing, doing the, you know, those little hand games that most of us played in elementary school over the years. The girls were laughing and smiling, And again, I looked at it and thought, oh, children are the same everywhere. Then a little group of Australian girls came up on the steps. They were maybe a couple of years older than the Thai girls. The Australian girls had their smartphones and were taking selfies with the temple as the backdrop. At that moment, I captured a photo of one of the little Thai girls watching them. Her entire demeanor changed. She went from smiling and carefree to contemplative and maybe even sad. What was behind her eyes? Was she upset that they were taking photos at the temple? Was she aware of the massive difference between her very meager life and that of the little girls with their phones? I don't know. I may never know. On another visit, I was exploring Egypt. Now, this was just three months after the revolution that brought us the Arab Spring in 2011. Egypt is a country that struggles in the best of times, with estimates of more than 12 million homeless across the country. During the revolution, it was a dire situation. Mountains of trash lined the streets. There were intermittent electricity outlets or outages, even during July, where the temperatures were reaching the triple digits. Streets had no street lights, so traffic was chaos. And there were the children. Children everywhere. They begged for money. They hauled loads of goods on the streets. They rode four deep on motor scooters. Their faces carried the sadness and the burdens of a country seeking a way to blend past and present. I saw that on the face of every child. I also remember... An evening in Chicago, a group of young African-American children sang, welcoming me to the city. 
and the kids were part of Dr. Walt Whitman's Soul Children of Chicago. Someone had taken these kids under their wing and had given them a platform, a voice. They sang with life and energy on that cool April evening on the steps of the Museum of Science and Industry. And there was a moment that night that will remain with me always. I get chills when I think about it. The kids were singing a beautiful song about believing in your dreams. Just as the words, I believe, were going out across a crowd of travel professionals, there were about 7,000 travel professionals from around the world there that night. A plane took off from nearby Midway Airport. (laughs) It looked as if it was soaring from the back of the museum. I felt goosebumps and the tears rolled as I watched that. Because I do believe. I believe that humanity has so much in common. I believe that travel, visiting other countries, other cities and states here in the U.S., helps us to see how much we all share. And I believe that travel helps us see the beauty in our differences. So yes, children are the mirror of our world. Look closely, and remember, they reflect what they experience. Number two, learn to say hello and thank you in the local language. I always learn to say hello, goodbye, thank you in the language of of wherever I happen to be traveling. I have varying degrees of success. I'm perfectly fine saying good morning and thank you in German. Good morgen, danke. I have a very difficult time with French. My mouth just cannot form French words. I'm fine with saying bonjour, merci, but I always try to say something. I remember this time, my husband Bill and I stayed in this tiny village in France, which I'm going to talk more about in point number three in just a minute. It was this medieval town near the Pont de Garde. The town was on a hillside. You had to park in the square and walk to the the little inn where we stayed. There are according to the internet, 1,802 people who call this little tiny village home. And there are three tiny restaurants. We visited one of those for dinner, a different one each night. And in this one, it was the one they had described, there were three restaurants, modern, traditional, and even more traditional. (laughs) So this was the even more traditional one. And there was no one in the restaurant who spoke English. I'm mediocre at best at reading a French menu, but I cannot speak a word of French, so it was very difficult for me to convey what I was trying to say. So we tried a few words in French. The restaurant owner and his wife tried a few words in English, and we would go back and forth like that. We laughed, adjusted our way through dinner. It turned out to be a lovely evening, but it made all the difference that we tried. It truly breaks down barriers. Number three lesson, slow down, (laughs) and that's a big one. Don't decide to do Europe in 10 days or take a 14-day whirlwind trip of Asia. Visit a small village, stay in a local inn, explore your surroundings. When I travel overseas, I often have people ask me, you know, from other countries, we want to come visit the U.S. What should we do? We're going to fly into New York, and then we want to 
see Washington, D.C. and Florida and the Grand Canyon and the Golden Gate Bridge and Los Angeles. And I'm like, whoa. And those of us who live here, we know it is a really big country. To drive from coast to coast takes several days. It works the same way other places. I'm going to take you back to that little tiny medieval town in France. It was Castillon du Gard. Again, I apologize for my French. My husband Bill and I wanted a real vacation a couple of years ago. We take very few because I usually work when I travel. We wanted someplace small, out of the way. I had to be in Barcelona for work, so we decided we would meet there and take the train and just explore. We could have stayed in Barcelona. We could have gone to Paris. We could have gone to London. But we wanted out of the way, a chance to get to know people. So I literally Googled small villages in the south of France. <laughs> and I found the mention of this little village, Castillon de Garde. It's close to the UNESCO World Heritage Site of Pont de Garde, this beautiful aqueduct that dates back to the Roman times. But the town itself was isolated, one small inn. So we booked it for five nights. And we called it home while we were there. During the day, we would drive out to explore the wine country. We went to Avignon. It was absolutely beautiful. But each evening, we returned to our little village. Like I said, we parked at the bottom of the hill. We walked up the hill with the residents on the cobblestone streets. We watched the kids get out of college, out of college, no, out of school every afternoon. Very small little school. We watched the people come and go to the churches. And as I mentioned, there are exactly three restaurants in town, besides the one in the hotel. Um, but these three restaurants, they don't open on the same night. <laughs> they rotate through. One's open one night, one the next, one the following night. And it's filled with locals. We had an amazing time simply exploring the area. Then after a few days there, after our five days there, we headed out on the train across southern France to the little town of Antibes. And we did the same thing. We rented an Airbnb there, a one-bedroom flat over the local market. We shopped in the market. We explored the little town. We never got to Paris on that trip, but it's okay. We explored the back country, the back roads in France. We often do the same here in the U.S., just last week, we took a brief vacation over the fall break with our 12-year-old granddaughter. Sure, we thought of all the exciting places we could go. We could do a road trip. We could go to Disney. We could have done anything. But we decided we wanted to have time. We wanted to slow down. So we opted for a small cottage, the Beehive, on the coast of Maine, near Cushing, Maine. We wandered through the small towns. We met the neighbors. We walked in the woods. We had a picnic lunch at the nearby lighthouse. This was literally chips and sandwiches and fruit. And my granddaughter says, this is the best lunch I've ever had. Because we simply slowed down and we took time to enjoy the moments. So my number four simple truth I learned from travel, <laughs> plans can be a great roadmap but knowing it's best to ditch the plans and wing it. And this is a big one for me. I'm a planner. I like to plan. 
I've planned vacations. I've planned trips. I've planned other people's trips. I've planned events. I like to know where I'm going and what I'm going to do. I like all the details. But I also want to have the flexibility to let go if things change on the road. (laughs) I remember this big trip I took back, oh, 25 years ago. I was researching a book. I had planned a major road trip across the U.S. with my husband and my young son and my in-laws, my mother and father-in-law. They were there to help with our son while we researched. We were on the road for more than a month. And trust me, I had the entire route planned out. I had left nothing to chance. We left our home in Colorado, drove across Texas, through the south, up the east coast in New England, back across the Midwest to Colorado. I knew every step. I knew where we would stay. I knew where we would eat. I knew everything. Except that I didn't. I hadn't planned on it snowing in the south in February. And you know what they say about the best laid plans. I was so stressed out. I couldn't keep my schedule. I found myself grumpy. I was not able to enjoy things. Defeated the whole purpose of this magnificent road trip. So when I finally let go and just rolled with it, we ended up having a wonderful time exploring places I never even expected to see. So number five, take off your own rose-colored glasses or smoky glasses, whatever. Take off your own glasses and see the world from someone else's perspective. This was never clearer to me than last year during a cruise on the Rhine, Main, and Danube rivers in Europe. Again, my husband and I were guests on a Croissy Europe riverboat. Croissy Europe is a small French line, and it turned out we were only one of three American couples on the cruise. The three couples couldn't have been more different, but somehow we all bonded. One afternoon, as we stood on the shore of this small German town on the banks of the Main River, I realized just how different we were despite our similarities. We got off the boat, and the other one of the other women and I stood there in silence for about five minutes. She's from a small town in Idaho. She and her husband had done some traveling, but not a lot. They were retired. They loved their children. They loved their grandchildren. We had all these things in mind that were very similar. However, I realized that we saw things differently. I was taking photos of Germany, and I was thinking to myself, wow, Germany has changed so much since the first time I stepped foot in that country 35 years ago. Somehow it all looks so American. Even with the German signs here and there, I noticed the American influence. There were American brands. There was advertising notices that claimed everything in English from for sale to beauty salon to medical center, and I laughed at one that said world-class burgers in this tiny town in Germany. Just about that time, the woman from Idaho turns to me and says, everything is so foreign, Susan. It's all just overwhelming. I can't understand anything. At that moment, I realized we were both sitting there at the same spot, looking at the exact same things, 
but seeing the world so completely different. Think about that when you talk to others. How do they see the world? What lens do they use? How can I help them see it through my eyes, and how can I see it through theirs? It became an intriguing topic for us to discuss the remainder of the trip, and I continue to think about that when I talk to other people. How are we seeing the world differently? So my number six simple truth, accept the unknown. Oh, and this one's hard. You can't control late trains, delayed flights, or the weather, or other people's children. <laughs> Travel can be chaos. This may be the hardest thing of all for me. Mm, like that snowstorm across Florida and Georgia 25 years ago. I can get so frustrated when planes are late. And we all get it. You miss your connection. You were supposed to be there, and now you're not. But breathe. Maybe by missing that plane, you'll have a chance to say hello to someone who needs your smile that day. Maybe you'll discover a breathtaking sunset that you would have missed if you'd been on the flight. And we can't change the weather. We can't change other people. And we can't change circumstances. The only thing we can change is how we, act, how we react to and respond to events. Yes, travel can be chaos. Try to be the calm in the storm. So number seven, and this one has led me to some amazing experiences. Do what the locals do. Eat like the locals. Visit the local spots. Go off the beaten path. When I travel, I love to wander. I meet interesting people. I see life up close. I find those wow moments. One day last year during a Viking cruise along the Danube, I chose not to take the organized excursion with everyone else. I needed time to be on my own and explore. It was a Sunday morning, and for anyone who knows Europe, you know nothing is open on a Sunday in Germany or most of Europe. I knew there would be some kind of a coffee house open in Old Town, so I set out walking. It was about a mile into town, so I was all prepared for my casual Sunday walk. I wandered through the park. There were little kids playing. I went by the cathedral and watching groups of people make their way inside massive wooden doors. The doors opened and I could hear the organ playing from inside the cathedral. I kept on going. Went by houses where dogs were laying in the early summer sun and made my way into the old town. And sure enough, a little coffee shop was open. Nothing else on the street, but the little coffee shop was there. I ordered my coffee and a pastry and took it out on the sidewalk. I sat there for a good part of the morning, more than two hours. I read the paper. I chatted with another couple who sat nearby. Soon a little girl and her father came by, and she started chatting with me in German. I answered her in my now very rusty German and told her father I spoke English. He then told his daughter, she was maybe five or six, that she could practice her English with me. We chatted back and forth, shared words in English and German. She drew me a picture. They headed off, and I wandered back through town, making my way along the river to my boat. It was a magical morning made possible because I explored to do what the locals do. 
Over the years, my husband and I have happened upon weddings, church services, family gatherings, picnics. I always laughed and told him he seemed to crash weddings wherever we went. We found this little spot in Venice last year and sat down at a table and spoke to the couples around us. There was another couple who moved their chairs closer. We discussed our lives, our children, politics, the best places to visit when you travel. So many things that I can't even imagine discussing with a total stranger. But we sat there for the next five hours. We ate, we drank wine, and really had one of the most memorable evenings of my life, just chatting with strangers. Number eight, never judge anyone else for the way they choose to travel. This one is simple, but I think people find it difficult. If you like to travel with a backpack, hop on trains, and stay in hostels, that's amazing. That's great. That's how you travel. Don't criticize someone else for taking two checked bags and wanting to stay in a hotel that has feathered duvets. In the same way, if you really love to travel with a carry-on and be willing to jump on a train, that's fabulous. But just know, not everybody likes to stay the same way or travel the same way. Maybe you prefer an Airbnb while someone else always books with a chain hotel. Another person always wants to stay in the hostel. The other one must go with a local brand. It's okay. Just explore the world and talk to people and don't judge others for the way they travel. So number nine, it's amazing to travel, but home is always home. I'm a world traveler. I love the cocoon of home, though. It doesn't matter where I call home, really. I could probably be happy almost anywhere, but I need to feel comfortable, safe, and at peace. I had this discussion with my granddaughter just last week. She loves to travel. She has told me that she wants to see the whole wide world with me since she was about two years old. And she said it again last week. But after about four days she was starting to feel a little homesick. And she asked me if that was okay. (laughs) I told her, absolutely. I love to travel. For the past few years, I've spent more than a month traveling through Europe each spring. I travel somewhere almost every month out of the year. But I sure love home. I love my space. I love my bed. And that's okay. Make your home comfortable so it feels good to travel, and then to return home. So number 10, my last simple truth that I learned from travel, always remember, you don't know what someone else is experiencing. So never assume the worst. Smile, say hello, connect. You may change their world in that one moment. This may be the single most important of the truths that I've learned from travel. We can't walk in someone else's shoes. Even if you try to see the world from their perspective, we just don't know what happened to them before that moment when our lives intersect. They've been on their path. I've been on mine. Did someone drive like crazy and cut you off in traffic? Maybe they're not a jerk. 
Maybe the school just called and said their daughter fell and hurt herself and they're rushing her to the hospital. Someone's short for you or short with you when they take your order or check you in for your flight. Or maybe they just found out their partner has terminal cancer. Maybe you feel slighted in the restaurant. That waitress didn't fill your coffee in time. They seem distracted. Your food wasn't perfect. Maybe they found out their best friend was just injured in a car accident. We don't know what the other person is experiencing at that moment. So don't flip off the driver. Don't scream at the gate agent. Don't yell at your server. Because you just don't know. (laughs) Maybe if you smile, wish them a good day, and say something kind, you can make a difference. And as my husband likes to say, if we assume the best in everyone... Doesn't that make you feel a little better? Maybe they are a jerk. (laughs) And there's no excuse. But maybe there is. Over the years, travel has indeed changed my life. These are 10 simple truths I've learned from those travels. What have you learned? What discoveries have you made as you travel near and far? I hope to use these simple truths every day. Go out there and wander with wonder. And I hope you find amazing wow moments, whether you travel around the world or across the street. Be sure and check in with us at wanderwithwonder.com. I'd love to hear your stories.